0: In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, How many of you, if you went to a very good movie, would uh, go back and see it again? Would you raise your hands, please? Wonderful. This is an old sermon. (laughs) I actually was, uh, now, it's not to be confused with a good movie, of course, although I will talk about that at the beginning. Uh, I was actually assigned the same small catechism reading a year ago, Uh, so those of you who are on campus will have heard this. Now the following story is um, told uh, in the movie Doubt, which I would encourage you all to go to. A Roman Catholic woman burdened by her recognition of her sin, in this case it was gossiping, goes to confession. Penitently, she confesses her sin and receives absolution. For your penance, the old priest says, go home, get one of your feather pillows, go upstairs to a window, slice open the pillow, and let the feathers go and come back and talk to me. Although thinking this was a strange request, after all, it was the priest saying penance, doing penance, so the woman did what she was told. It was a very windy day. The feathers blew all over kingdom come, so to speak. Dutifully, she returns to the priest. I did as you said for my penance, Father, she said. Now there's one more thing, says the priest. Go back and gather all the feathers and remake the pillow. But, Father, the pillows, the feathers are all over kingdom come, pleaded the woman. So it is, said the priest with gossip, once released in the community, it can never be reclaimed. So it is with gossip, so it is with sin. Sin rarely just affects the individual. Sin almost always disturbs the community. Of course, sin grieves the heart of God, but it also disturbs and grieves the community. Sin is never an isolated event. Gossip taints the community. Sexual harassment and misconduct poisons the community. Behaving out of one's own agenda, oblivious to the impact that what has on others, damages the community. Abuse of power in the classroom or in personal relationships hurts the community. These and all other sins are not just issues to be confessed between me and God. They're issues that affect and damage the body of Christ. No wonder that at the end of the last day, at the end of the day in a monastic community, Compline was prayed. This was the last of the canonical hours, and among other things, what did they do to end the day? They lined up, of course they did all their praying facing each other, they lined up and confessed to each other their sins of the day and heard common forgiveness. Well, the monastic communities knew that the one, one of the, if not the major, threat to the nature of the community was rela- personal relationships untended, sin not confessed mutually, people living outside of mutual and humble confession and repentance. They knew that all sin, individually perpetrated affects the community as a whole. They knew it, and so people came together and together embraced the forgiveness of God in front of and to each other, and so it is with us too. So, I invite you to grab your hymnal. Members, friends, students, seminarians, my colleagues, And we will move. We will all gather facing each other in the center aisle. And we will use page 254, left column. Our line can stretch as it needs up to the altar and I hope it will to give people in the back room all of us to be facing each other in the center aisle. As we do that, after the silence, I'll begin at the pulpit side, and the lectern side will respond, and the confession and forgiveness are reversed. Individual sin affects the community. In silence, we will name it, we will confess it to each other, and we will hear from the community the plea for the pardon, forgiveness, and remission of all our sins. And before we sit down and pray, perhaps we could greet each other. And take some time and with each other the peace of Christ that comes from his forgiveness. Page 254. Let's move into the center.